Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you. Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement, Founder of the Awakening Prayer Hubs Movement, and the Ignite Network. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit. We're pressing in daily to the presence and the power of God. I want to remind you of just one thing this morning. There's a new course over at schoolofthespirit.tv, and it's called, Will the Real Jezebel Please Stand Up? And I want you to get over there and and check that out if you're having battles with Jezebel. You know, Jezebel manifests a lot through people. It's not all territorial. It's through people. And I've always said I'd rather deal with Jezebel in the heavens than Jezebel in people. It's so difficult. And there are many faces of Jezebel. That's why we're talking about this particular class. Will the real Jezebel please stand up? What does she look like? What are the faces of Jezebel? Go over there to schoolofthespirit.tv and check that out today. Amen. God is good. Today I am reading from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies from Spiritual Warfare Victory. This came out um, some time ago, and God has been having us read through it this year in spurts and sparts. And today's devotion is titled, Listen, you're gonna like this. I will give, I will grace you to keep on marching. Come on, where's my spiritual warriors at? If you've been weary at all, Listen up. You're about to get supercharged. Here's what I heard the Lord say. I will give you the strength to march forward, just like I gave you the strength to stand, says the Lord. Even though it feels like your feet are heavy and your thighs are burning, and even though you don't see clearly where you're going, I will give you the grace to keep going. I will extend your vision, says the Lord, and I will even cause you to see clearly in the midnight hour as you sing my praises, 
the scales will begin to fall off from the past season of weariness. The scales will begin to fall off from the lies that you received from the wicked one. The scales will begin to fall off and you will begin to see and know which way to go, says the spirit of the living God. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Come on, we're going to deal with those scales today. Today's scripture references 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 9, James 4, 6, and 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. Now the prayer starter and the decree. Father, grace me to march and keep on marching. Extend my vision and bring clarity of mind so I can blast through the barrage of lies coming at my soul. I decree monitoring spirits are blinded and cannot peep into my life. I declare I have x-ray vision and can see through the lies of the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we give you praise this morning. <laughs> we lift you up. You are the God who sees all things. You are the God who knows all things. You are the God who calls himself the all in all. You are our everything. And we lean into the spirit of God this morning. We press into your power, into your presence, into your purity. We thank you, Lord, that you already have this day figured out. We won't look back to yesterday. We're not going to worry about tomorrow. We're not even going to worry about today because you are sovereign and you have a plan. You've got the day figured out. Every minute of it, every second of it, come on, every nanosecond of every day, God has a plan. And we are in the center of God's will. I decree it in Jesus' name. God, if we are off center, if we are off balance, would you recenter us? Would you rebalance us? Would you help us, Lord, today to walk after your spirit, to walk after your love, to walk in your presence? God, would you help us today? Because we know that you have a master plan. <laughs> Come on. It's not just a plan. It's a master plan. It was created by the master. Come on. God has a master plan and he has the right to create it because he is the master. We bow to you, God, and we bow to your plan, God. We bow to you. To, we bow to your works, God. We bow to your ways, God. You are the master carpenter, the master architect, the master of the universe. And you have a master plan. You have a blueprint. You've got it all figured out. So, Father, we just ask you, by your generous spirit, inform our hearts of what you want us to do. Inform our hearts about what, which way you want us to walk. Inform our hearts today. God, which way to look? You told Abraham, look up. You told David, look up. Oh, shit. You told Abraham, look up. <laughs> look up, look at the stars and count them if you can. So shall your descendants be. You cut a covenant with the father of faith, Abraham, and you told him to look up. You didn't tell him to look back to the land of Ur from which he came. You didn't tell him to look back to the, the, the life he lived before he knew you. You didn't tell him to look back at how life was. You told him to look up. 
Oh, Jesus, you're telling us today to look up. God God is saying today to look up. Where are you looking? Where are you looking? Where are you looking? God is saying to look up. Oh, Jesus, God is saying to look up. He told Abraham to look up, to remind him of the covenant, to show him the promise. Your, your promises aren't behind you. The only thing behind you is fulfilled promises. Your promises aren't behind you. Your fulfilled promises are behind you. The only reason to look back is to rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the work that he's done, rejoice in the fulfilled promises to encourage ourselves in the Lord. That's what David did when he was facing impossible situations, when he was facing life and death matters, when he was facing discouraging circumstances. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. I imagine he thought back to that moment when he took off Goliath's head. I imagine he looked back to that day when he took the lion by the beard. I imagine he thought about his past victories. He thought about the fulfilled promises. He thought about the goodness of God. Oh, Jesus, help us to stop looking back and start looking up. Help us to stop looking back unless it's to praise the work of your hand, to encourage our hearts to move forward. Oh, Jesus, he told David, look up. Look up for your redemption draws nigh. Look up, look up, look up. Look, how are you going to go up if you don't look up? How are you going to go up if you don't look up? How are you going to go up if you don't look up? You will always move toward what you're focused on. Understand this. Before we continue to jump back in this vein, you will always move toward what you focus on. If you're focused on your past, it's like a magnet that pulls you back to a place that the Lord already delivered you from. Hear me good. When you keep looking back, when you keep thinking about the past, the bad stuff, the, 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 the trials, the, the, the warfare, the things that cause you to almost lose your mind, when you think back on those things, it serves as a magnet to take you back emotionally to a place that God delivered you from. You cried out when you were back there. You cried out to him all those years ago. You said, Lord, help me, deliver me, get me out of this bad relationship, get me out of this debt, get me out of this trial. And the devil wants to tempt you to go back to that place in your mind so that he can re-enter your soul with discouragement, loneliness, depression, whatever it is. We're not looking back except for the purpose of praising you for fulfilled promises. We are not looking back except for the purpose of encouraging ourselves in just how good you are. We will not look back. We will not listen to those old songs. We will not think those old thoughts. We are looking up. David said, look up for your redemption draws nigh. Look up, look up, look up, look up, look up, look up, look up. Jesus, help us, Lord, to keep our eyes on you. Those who keep their eyes upon you, you keep them in perfect peace. We keep you keep. We keep you keep. We keep you keep. When we keep our eyes on you, you keep us in perfect peace. We've got to keep our eyes and you've got to keep our peace. Oh, how hard we try to keep our peace. How hard we try when people are criticizing us to keep our peace. How hard we try when we're angry to keep our peace. We try to keep our peace in our own strength. We try to keep our peace by our own willpower. We try to keep our own peace. We can't even do that apart from Christ. We can't do anything. And God tells us, here's how you keep your peace. 
Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. In other words, look up. Are you getting it today? Look up. Where is God? Well, he's in you, but he's also up there. Amen. He's everywhere. Look up. Don't have your head hanging down low. Don't walk around with your shoulders down, looking at your feet. Look up. Father, we thank you today that you remind us to keep our eyes on you. That you remind us that this world is not our home. And whatever trials we face, whatever difficulties, whatever emotional roller coasters, we don't have to live that way. That's not the life of abundance Jesus came to give us. Whatever we're going through, we don't have to look down and out. You want to take us up and over. I just had a vision. I just saw a vision of a pole vaulter. You know what a pole vaulter is? There's this really high bar and they've got this really big stick and they run and run and run and run. And then they stake that pole in the ground and they catapult over the bar. They got to go up before they go over. Do you see that? They have to go up before they go over. They have to go up before they go over and they have to gain momentum. You might have to look up for a while before you get over your problem. You might have to look up Godward toward heaven, mind on things above, not on the things of this earth. That's what Paul said. You might have to look up for a while before you gain the momentum to go over, but you can do it. So Father, help us not to stop running the race. Help us, Lord, not to stop running just because things get difficult. Help us, Lord, not to stop running just because we get tired, we grow weary. Help us, Lord, not to stop running our race. Help us, Lord, not to stop running towards your will. Help us, Lord, not to stop running towards your throne. Help us, Lord, not to stop running. When you say run, we got to run. Help us, Lord, not to stop running. Help us, Lord, to gain that momentum in the spirit. That, that will propel us over the plans of the enemy. Help us, Lord, to, to gain that momentum, to get a running start, so that when we put that pole in the ground, we can soar over Satan. Hey, he's under our feet anyway. He's under our feet anyway. Father, help us today. Help us today. Help us today to leave the past behind. Help us today to keep looking up, to keep moving forward, to keep our eyes on the prize. Lord, your word tells us how Jesus endured the cross. Many of us right now, we're enduring a cross. We picked up our cross and we're following you. But many of us right now, we're enduring suffering. We're enduring pain. We're enduring some kind of tragedy in life. Many people all around the world listening to the sound of my voice, you are on a cross. You're enduring shame. You're enduring rejection. You're enduring pain. You're enduring persecution. But the writer of Hebrews told us how to endure the cross. The writer of Hebrews told us the secret to enduring the trial, the persecution, the shame, the rejection, the heartbreak. Jesus kept his eyes on the prize. Jesus kept his eyes on the prize. So, Father, would you help us to keep our eyes on the prize? You want to know what the prize is? The prize is Jesus. Listen to me. His prize was you. 
and your prize is him. When Jesus was on the cross, he kept his eyes on the prize. You are the prize. You were the reason. You were the motivation. His love for you. That's why he allowed himself to be nailed to a cross. So that you could be with him forever because that's how much he loves you. And when you're enduring your cross, you need to keep your eyes on the prize. You know what the prize is? Jesus. An eternal life with a beautiful savior. So father today, would you help us? Because I feel so much pain and so much distress out there on the broadcast. I can barely pray. God, help me pray. I feel the grief of your heart, the compassion of your spirit for those who are just going through. Help us, Lord, to remember that we are citizens of heaven, that this world is not our home, that we are here for X amount of years. And you're going to catch us up. We're going to be with you forever. No more tears, no more pain, only joy. Laughter, enjoyable work. Help us, Lord, to keep our eyes on the prize. The our our prize. You are our great reward, and we love you, Lord. We thank you. You are so good. You are worthy of our affection. You are worthy of our attention. You are worthy of our praise. You died for us to give us eternal life. What a trade-off. My God, can you catch that? Father, we thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. We thank you that you were willing to pay the price for sin that you never committed. Sin that you were never capable of. Can you imagine? God couldn't even look at Jesus on the cross because the sin separated him. Father, we thank you. We just glorify. Let's just praise the Lord for a moment. Some of you just need to shake it off and look up. I'm telling you. Some of you, your heads are so heavy. You're bowed down. I see you. I see you in the spirit. Father, we praise you. We praise you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. You said you'd give us the strength to keep on marching. You said you'd give us the strength to keep on moving forward. Father, sometimes our feet feel so heavy. Sometimes our thighs are burning. Sometimes we don't see clearly where we're going. We don't know where we're going, but we know who we're going with. We know the one who's leading us and guiding us. We might not know where we're going, but we know that you're leading and we will go wherever you lead us. We don't have to understand the big picture. We don't have to get all the fine details. We just need to know the master, the one who created the master plan. He is worthy of our allegiance. So we pledge our allegiance to you this morning, God. We thank you, Lord, that you'll give us the grace to keep going. I just ask you, Lord, right now for just mega grace to sweep through everyone, whoever hears this broadcast. Lord, just pour out your grace, mega grace, that empowerment to do what we could never do apart from you. The empowerment to keep on going in the face of impossible odds the empowerment to keep our hand to the plow when we just want to go and hide ourselves under our blankets, the empowerment, the empowerment and the favor. I thank you, Lord, that you will begin to give us favor with the people around us, that those who have been overlooked will be overlooked no longer because your cloak, you're, 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 you're surrounding us with favor. Lord, pour out your grace, your unmerited favor. 
Pour out your grace, your supernatural ability. Pour out your grace upon us, God, because we don't want to get caught up in the mundaneness of life. We don't want to get caught up in what seems like never-ending warfare. We don't want to get caught up in these extended trials and forget the grace of God. Because you told Paul that your grace is sufficient. You told Paul the apostle, my grace is sufficient for you. He had a thorn in his side. He had a trial. He had some warfare. He had a situation that he did not like. He asked God three times, take this thing away from me. This messenger of Satan, take it away. I'm going to lose my mind. I can't do what you've called me to do with this thorn in my side. I can't keep traveling all over the world, preaching the gospel. Getting, I, I can deal with being stoned. I, I, I can deal with being shipwrecked. I, I can deal with being persecuted. But this thorn in my side, I can't deal with it anymore. This thorn, this messenger of Satan that comes to buffet me, I'm tired of it. This one thing I cannot deal with. Go ahead. Let him stone me. Let him persecute me. Let him put me in prison. But this thing here, this trial, I'm about to lose my mind. Get me out of this trial. Remove this thorn from my side. Paul said that to the Lord three times. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. For when you are weak. I am strong. My strength is perfected in your weakness. So, Father, help us understand that it's okay to feel weak. But help us understand that we are not weak in you. Help us, Lord, to understand that when we feel weak, we can rely on your strength and you will not fail us. When we feel weak, when we feel like we can't take another step, we can tap into the power source. The source of all strength, Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit who dwells on the inside of us. He's made his home in us. Resurrection power, God, help us to remember, instead of getting so discouraged and downtrodden and woe is me and I don't know what's the matter with me and I don't want to live anymore. I'm tired of it. Help us, Lord, to shake those thoughts out of our minds before those words come out of our mouth. Lord, help us to shake those thoughts out of our mind before those words come out of our mouth. Because we don't want to agree with the enemy. We want to agree with you. You are the author and the finisher of our faith and the high priest of our confession. So we thank you, Lord, today for what you're doing and what you're going to do. We thank you for the cross in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Come on, let's go higher. The Lord showed this to me. On Friday, and we're going to pray through it today. There's power. Listen to me. There's power in the prophetic act of nailing things to the cross. There's power in the prophetic act of nailing things to the cross. It's scriptural. We're going to break the power of the enemy over our lives with the power of the cross. It's foolishness to the world. Did you know that? The cross seems very foolish to the world. But to those of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ, it's power. It's the power of the gospel. Power of the gospel. And we have the right to nail things to the cross. Galatians 5.24 says this. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified him there. We know that our Romans 6, 6, we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be rendered powerless, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. 
So Father, first of all, we nail these passions and desires that are sinful to the cross. Come on, some of you are about to get delivered. Listen to me. Some of you are about to get delivered. Father, in the name of Jesus, come on, do this as a prophetic act with me. Say it out loud. I'm praying for you, but you go ahead and use your holy mouth. Amen. Father, we nail this depression to the cross. Father, we nail our anger to the cross. You said, be angry and sin not. And it's a sinful manifestation because sometimes, Lord, we get angry and we do sin. So we nail this anger to the cross. Come on. Lord, we nail the lust of the flesh that get us into so much trouble. We nail this to the cross. We nail food addictions to the cross. Come on, that's a lust of the flesh. We nail food addictions to the cross. In Jesus' name, we nail these entertainment addictions to the cross in Jesus' name. We nail gambling addictions to the cross in Jesus' name. We nail drug addictions to the cross in Jesus' name. Every form and manner of addiction, no matter how benign it seems, if we can't live without it, we don't want it. I said, if we can't live without it, we don't want it unless it's God. Amen. Whatever habit that we formed, that we feel we can't get through the day without it, whether that's smoking cigarettes or taking Advil every night, we don't want it. We want to be healed. We want to be free. We want to be whole. This jealousy, we nail it to the cross. Come on. This, this hopelessness, we nail it to the cross. Come on. What are you nailing to the cross? Talk to me. Come on, talk to me. What are you nailing to the cross? Division. The strife. We nail it to the cross. Come on. Every bad habit. We nail it to the cross. Every perversion. We nail it to the cross. Come on. Come on. That's your old self. That's your old self trying to rebuild itself in your new self. I said, that's your old self, these sinful habits, these desires. That's your old self trying to rebuild itself in your new self. And the enemy, if you don't nail these things to the cross, the enemy will gain an advantage over you. If you don't nail these things to the cross, the enemy will get a stronghold in your mind. Come on, we nail cancer to the cross. We nail procrastination to the cross. Come on. We nail envy to the cross. Come on. We nail people pleasing to the cross. Come on. We nail bitterness to the cross. Come on. God wants to, 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 to resurrect you again, to, 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 to resurrect some things that are in you that seem half dead because of the bitterness, because of the unforgiveness, because of the loneliness. These things, these are, these are lies of the enemy. We nail every lie of the enemy to the cross. We nail unforgiveness to the cross. Come on. We nail sickness to the cross. We nail rejection to the cross. Come on. Nail it to the cross. We need, we, 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 we nail uh, illness to the cross. We, we nail diabetes to the cross. We nail high blood pressure to the cross. We nail uh, 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 people pleasing to the cross. Come on. 
Every lie of the enemy, we nail it to the cross. We nail doubt to the cross. We nail fear to the cross. These, these emotions that keep us on a roller coaster where one day we're happy and it's just circumstantial because as soon as things don't go our way, we're not happy anymore. That's not joy. We nail every joy killer to the cross. Come on, nail it to the cross. Don't let the enemy rule your life. Let the king of kings take charge. We nail insomnia to the cross. We nail all our complaining to the cross. All our grumbling to the cross. All our negativity to the cross. We nail it to the cross. We nail COVID-19 to the cross. We nail the mind traffic to the cross. We nail greed to the cross. Come on. Now arthritis to the cross. Somebody on this broadcast is having chest pains. And I just speak healing over you right now in Jesus' name. You know what? It's just your anxiety. We, I see that, Lord. We nail anxiety to the cross. Come on. Come on. What are you nailing to the cross? We nail past failures to the cross. We nail phone addictions to the cross. We nail all distractions to the cross. Come on. You're doing good. We nail disobedience to the cross. I love it. We nail bad habits to the cross. We nail alcoholism to the cross. Come on. Come on. Come on. We nail pain to the cross. Jesus bore our pain. Jesus bore our shame. Jesus bore it all on the cross. Why do we let it come back? Why do we walk in these things? We don't have to. Beloved, I have good news for you today. Jesus Christ died so that you didn't have to experience any of these things. When he was nailed to the cross, these things were nailed to the cross. When he was nailed to the cross, it gave you the right to nail your sin to the cross. To decide to crucify your flesh. That's what I'm talking about. Crucify your flesh. Understand the power of the cross to overcome every bad habit. The power of the cross to help you to overcome every sin. The power of the cross. He was nailed to the cross so that you don't have to be. But you and I, we have to crucify ourselves. We have to nail these things. Just let this be. Why did I do this today? Because you're going to remember this. Right? You're going to remember this. Some of you need to get a piece of paper and draw a cross on it and write down all the things on that page that you need to nail to the cross. And that will help you remember. And then when you're tempted to think wrong, when you're tempted to criticize somebody, when you're tempted to, uh, to, to, to gossip, you have that picture and put it on your refrigerator or put it in, a, in the front page of your Bible or do so, write it down. Come on, make a picture. This is supposed to be a visual for you to help you remember because God wants you to live a life that is full of victory, not full of pain, full of breakthrough, not full of bitterness, full of joy, not full of jealousy. Amen. You can do this. You can shift your life today. Yes, it's one step at a time. Yes, sometimes it's little by little, but your little by little is turned into a big, bad, mega breakthrough. Perseverance pays off, beloved. So, Father, give us a persevering spirit. 
Help us to realize that even though we're doing the right thing, it takes a while for the right thing to manifest. In other words, we got to do the right thing for a little while sometimes before the right thing starts happening to us. But you're accelerating things in this hour and you are so gracious and so good. And we love you. And we know that you, you, God, are going to make all the crooked places straight. And all you need is our yes. And our yes isn't just, yes, Lord, I'll sit back and lounge on a chair while you work all my life problems out. Our yes is, I'm going to stop thinking these negative thoughts. When you give God your yes, it's, I'm going to choose to look up instead of back. When you give God your yes, it's, I'm going to keep nailing this habit to the cross until it gets the hit that, 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 it, that it's got to die. You know, whatever you nail to the cross, it doesn't die immediately. Maybe you need to put a few more nails in it. You understand? Jesus hung on the cross a long time before he died. He was nailed to the cross a long time before he died. This might not be a one-time thing for you. That's why I'm saying, draw a picture. Get a, get a notebook. Draw a picture and write down all the things you need to nail to the cross. And if you mess up and fall, write another picture and put it on the cross again. And get a notebook and draw another cross and put it back up there again. Until you overcome this habit. This will help you. This is Holy Ghost. I didn't read this anywhere. I've never heard anybody doing this before. It's just, I'm going to do it. Let's all do it. Let's all do it. Get a piece of paper. Draw a cross on it. Just keep nailing it to the cross until it dies. You leave something on the cross long enough, put enough nails in it, it'll die. Nail deception to the cross. Give us a persevering spirit, God. Help us, Lord. To walk in the victory that you died to give us. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Come on, isn't God good? Listen, guys, if you want to sow into today's broadcast, you can do that. JenniferLeclair.org slash donate has all the ways to give. You can also use Cash App, dollar sign, I am Jennifer LeClair. You can use the text to give. Text the word pray, 754-701-2161. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. You can also use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. And finally, you, you want to send something that's a, a book, a, a gift, a gift card, a holiday card, a birthday card, whatever you're trying to do. You can use that at P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. Remember today's featured course, which is, Will the Real Jezebel Please Stand Up? You can take this course anywhere in the world, anytime you want. God is good all the time. Get over there to schoolofthespirit.tv and get involved in that. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. 
visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.